come on in here. It's Thursday night, and the New York Yankees don't have a hit at last check. Box score here on MLB.com confirms oh, it is the bottom of the sixth Jesus inning, Christ, and the New York Yankees do not have a hit. We'll keep you posted on that. Uh, you will already have known about it, but uh, it's a chance yeah. for us to laugh at the New York Yankees. Um, and also to watch me have like a mild emotional breakdown because I'm just going, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Domingo Herman had one yeah. job. He had one job. His only job at this point was like, they were going to lose. It's fine. His only job was to eat some innings so that the bullpen is not fried because they don't have a day off until Monday. Yeah. And he did not do that. Has he considered cheating again? Like, has he has he maybe like thought about? Has he considered launching himself into the sun? That would also be an acceptable option. I'm just I'm so done. It would solve a lot of things. Uh, Glaber Torres has singled, so oh. uh, that is that on Yankees no hit watch. However, happy still... happy Glaber Day to everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They are well above 500 and yet still having uh, an awful season. Uh, But you know what? Uh, Everybody is having an awful season that we talk about on this show. And that is the sound of the Arizona Mucho Mango because we have Muchos. um, I don't know the Spanish word for hosts. Hostos is the community college in the Bronx. So the Spanglish <laughs> word here uh, plays back into its walking distance from Yankee Stadium. Just one subway stop away at 149th Street in the Grand Concourse. Postos Community College, part of the CUNY system, underfunded by Eric Adams and the City of New York. <laughs> I'm Jesse from the Internet. Uh, you have heard Britt from the Internet uh, already upset about the New York Yankees. Uh, <laughs> let's welcome back who I think it has been the longest since they've been here. It's Keelan from the Internet. What's up? I'm good. How are you? Great. I I took a pot shot at Iowa last week on your behalf. God bless you, Britt. You know, (laughs) you're just always keeping us. Last episode, Britt drafted Iowa as uh, one of her... uh, (laughs) Drinking picks for the Jello Shot Challenge that uh, that we did. If you check out the last episode, uh, two tracks. Uh, also it's here with us children. tonight. It's what the children would uh, want for Iowa. Mm-hmm. It, it is would... what the sick children would want. <laughs> Maybe they should bring the sick children some Jello shots. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Janice from uh... the would you bring Jello shots to sick children in the <laughs> Iowa Children's <laughs> Hospital? <laughs> oh god <laughs> she's considering it hi Janice I, you, you don't have to answer whether or not you would provide alcohol to uh, sick children in an Iowa uh, cancer ward uh, they already have to watch Iowa football uh, we do know that they deserve some booze but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not on you to provide it <laughs> Thanks, because I, I, I am on a budget. I, I am visiting New York City this weekend, so I, I definitely would not want to buy children any booze. I, I want to buy myself. That's right. And, oh. and there I'll are a lot of children. I'll buy you some booze, yeah. 
buy my children some booze. <laughs> There's only one person I buy booze for, and that's myself. And, and, and maybe all of you, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> all right, that is, uh, that is a lot more of us than usual tonight, or by uh, a percentage of 20%, or maybe, I don't know, 30 I was never good at the per- like percent more. Also, I don't know if the usual for us is having um, three of us or four of us. So, um, anyway, that's my way of saying you. I don't think that she's made a noise yet. Uh, Crystal from the internet is also here, having had a birthday since the last time we spoke. Crystal, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Feeling older. (laughs) Happy birthday! All right. So the Yankees, we are we are not done um, with them <sighs> just yet. I am going to present to you a fact that I have uh, discovered, uh, kind of out of curiosity. I wanted to look this up. Um, managers in Yankee history. Joe McCarthy managed the most games, two thousand three hundred forty-eight. He obviously uh, managed them from thirty-one to forty-six. Several World Championships. Joe Torre managed 1,942 games from 1996 to 2007. He won four world championships. Casey Stengel, 1851, World Series winner. Miller Huggins, uh, 1796 games uh, from 1918 to 29. World Series winner, obviously. Ralph Houck won in his first two years, 61 and 62, on his way to managing 1,757 Yankee games. Joe Girardi managed 1,620 games, largely a disappointment, but did win the World Series in 2009, the last one that the Yankees won. Billy Martin, 941 games as Yankee manager, on again, off again. Uh, He did win the World Series in 1977, managed a full season, World Series winner. Next on the list of Yankees games managed, Clark Griffith, 807. The first manager of the Yankees from 1903 to 1908, finished with a 419 and 370 record, 18 ties. Highest finish was second place in the nascent American League. That is the most games managed by any Yankees manager who did not win a World Series. The guy who last managed the team in 1908. Until... I was going to say about a month about a month from now cuz yeah. Aaron Boone is uh getting getting the floor wiped with his team in game 783 so 24 games until Aaron Boone uh ties Clark Griffith for the most games managed in Yankee history 25 games until he becomes the longest tenured no World Series wins manager in the history of the New York Yankees. That seems bad. Is that bad? Here's the thing, right? I don't even blame him. He's a likable enough guy. He is sometimes perfectly competent as a manager. He's sometimes garbage, but he's sometimes fairly competent as a manager. And I appreciate the fact that he will get dramatically thrown out in defense of his players, even when he's like probably a little bit wrong. Um, but Hal Steinbrenner needs to sit in his shame. And just marinate in his own crapulence and accept that this is his doing. 
And his bullshit about, I don't understand why fans are frustrated. Fuck off, Hal. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't don't gaslight me and try and act like we're all being unreasonable. Just, ah, he makes me crazy. He makes me crazy. Because the thing is, if he just admitted that he is running the team, like, 30 to 40% as a hedge fund, then we could at least all be on the same page and accept that he is just, like, a glorified Tampa Bay Rays. But he wants to maintain the, like, Steinbrenner mystique while, <laughs> while still not wanting to actually, like do what needs to be done and like fire Cashman. If that's what it takes fire Aaron Boone, if that's what it takes, like figure it the fuck out. You can't write one giant check every off season or like every three off seasons and have that be good enough. You have proven that it isn't <laughs> like, what do you want at this point? I don't understand how Brian Cashman continues to have that job. I, I know that he's he's earned the trust somehow, and uh, there's like he's knows where the bodies are buried or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, how has he not even been like just kicked upstairs to get a fresh voice? How is he seems like a smart enough guy that he should be recognizing that this ain't working and right, like something. <laughs> He could take the gold. He could offer to take the golden parachute at this point and go be some, you know, uh, advisor in absentia or whatever, like so many long tenured GMs do, and let somebody else take the heat. Because at this point, like I was, I think there was a long stretch when Cashman was very, very good at his job, and he is not anymore. And I understand giving him a pretty long runway based on his track record, right? Like mm -hmm. he's pulled off some amazing trades. He's done some amazing things, but it hasn't worked recently. And I think we are, I think we're out of runway here. Like at a certain point, you need to admit that how much of it is this is Hal's fault independent. Like, yes, he needs to not be a cheap bastard and, Stop doing things like trading Adam Adovino at his absolute lowest possible value so that he can offset the like $11 million he's going to pay DJ Mayhew. I will go to my grave mad at him for that. But independent of that, like even with payroll restrictions be such as they are, Cashman's not getting it done. And you've got to find somebody who will. Like it sucks. Spend more money, make it work. But Fundamentally, you're playing with within the restrictions that you are and find somebody who can do it. Yeah. You guys have any uh, feelings on teams who don't meet their goals and then decide to basically <laughs> run it back with the same group? Oh, I love that that actually is like Boy. insulting like eight teams at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When you were talking about uh, uh, it's Steinbrenner, I was like, yeah, we—that's a familiar story. Just switch out some names. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There's definitely a recurring theme of just these ridiculously rich old white guys, and just like the the four of us and or, or five, I guess I'm including myself here because 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 I can count. 
uh, <laughs> we're all just somehow subjective to, to like the whims of these like these dudes who do not give a shit about us. Uh, it, it's comedic though, but I, I stick with it. I'm not sure why, but I do. And I think too the- soon to make a submarine joke about Jerry Reinsdorf. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is never too soon. Put I'm Jerry Reinsdorf in front of submarine. Wanted to explore the ocean. I wouldn't be sad about that. Uh, Brian Cashman repels down a building every year for charity. It's actually quite nice. But if he could it's convince it. Hal to go on a deep sea adventure for charity, I I wouldn't wouldn't hate that. That's actually a really good idea. Like crowd crowdsource or crowdfund yeah. trip should we all yeah hopefully like enroll them in like a marine biology course or, like just to, like i kind of spoke maybe if, if we go on like uh, udemy or something we can see if they have <laughs> like course that they can take online is there something on coursera <laughs> explore the depths of the ocean no i'm it's totally safe right D- deep sea archaeology or something, right? Seems totally interesting. Nothing wrong could happen. There's money down there. There's, tell them there's money need, down tell, there. You need to tell them there's money down there. And I think the the thing about um, Hal Steinbrenner and also about Illich, the younger in Detroit, is I think that variety of fail sons who inherit the team and then decide, oh, no, this is just, like, a way to make pocket money for myself. They they feel, like, particularly loathsome somehow because they're kind of shitting on their parents' legacy while at the same time, like, tormenting all of these people who are fans of the team and, like, have expectations. Is it, is it sort of, like, along the lines of just, like, this uh, repressed, like, teenage rebellion is just, like, oh, well, <laughs> I'll show you, mom and dad. Fuck right. Gonna right. run this shit right into the ground. I'm gonna tank for ten years straight, and you can't stop me. This is what you get for getting me the Ferrari instead of the Lamborghini. Hmm. <laughs> right. Oh God. Well, anybody who sends you into a life of Ferrari does deserve uh, some scorn, and I'm not going to hold you in- entirely accountable for that on my end, Britt. I did watch the movie Cars and fall in love with Guido. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we continue to have that. Also, the speaking of uh, Chicago, I know that we were going to talk. We have something Chicago-y to talk about already, but uh, the the street race is coming. Yes, it is. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, like, I'm not a NASCAR fan at all, but I, I did find out yesterday that uh, Bubba Wallace is throwing a block party at the. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, at the DuSable Music. That sounds spectacular. Yeah, and Lupe Fiasco is playing a free show. Uh, so uh, if this is some sort of like outreach type thing. Uh, it's working because I totally signed up and I'm going. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, there you go. 
we're huge, huge NASCAR fan. Yeah, I mean, I already knew who Bubba Wallace was. So as soon as I found out, I was like, oh, you know, he's doing this for, you know, the south side of Chicago. He's it's like especially encouraging black families to come, especially those with young children. So I love that. Right. I'm, I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It is next Wednesday. So it is actually the day that Groovy. I come back from New York. So I hopefully will have enough energy to Perfect. attend that. Uh, I just ordered one of the NASCAR Pride shirts, the Yas car <laughs> one. If you have not seen it, it's spectacular. Um, Wait, I so, would actually buy that. Yeah, amazing. Um, so I do think that the the totality of this is just a good indicator that like, how are all you other sports leagues getting lapped by fucking NASCAR on this shit? Like the NHL. None of the rest of you have an excuse whatsoever. Today the NHL was like, yeah, we're not right. doing any any jerseys of any kind anymore. And I will give it until November for the first team to roll out some kind of even if it's a poppy or you know, like a poppy themed jersey yeah. camo, there's gonna be some kind of troops. Oh, there's going to be um, some law enforcement night, uh, yeah, flag so, humping Friday, like whatever. Inevitable. Can't wait. Flag humping Friday. Outside the Betsy Roth Museum, because they don't let you do it there. <laughs> Brought to you by the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's something. The St. Louis Blues... Um, <laughs> that's a fandom that you're already in St. Louis, but you're picking the team that's not the Cardinals, but also the one that's like in the like super whitest sport going. That's, um, that's an interesting building to be in. And I, I was it, last there uh, well before the turn of America into what it is. It is, it is definitely a series of choices to get to that point. <laughs> and their fucking goalie. Fucking Jordan Bennington. That guy sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> Why are we... I, I feel like hockey has... I, this was... Uh, and this is a tangent, too, but whatever... Um, this was the least that I've cared about the Stanley Cup and the playoffs in as long as I can remember. And it's, in I don't years. think it's to do with the matchup. Like, I was into, like, I'm, I'm into the kind of hockey that Vegas and Florida were playing. And there was nothing, like, particularly offensive about this year's playoffs. Um... I just had enough of that league. Like, it's 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 just a, a wild thing of like. Uh, it's not like I'm staying away from it or like boycotting it or like I have you know like I'm like oh the NHL is so much worse than anybody else, but it's just like after so much and so much and so much of like feeling like you are not welcome here. Um, eventually, maybe you get the message. 
And I, I don't know I why. Feel... Why am I doing something that's more Mets than Yankees after the way that I grew up? Well, and I feel bad because, like, having I mean, I've been a Sharks fan since the Sharks existed. Like, they came, they they came to San Jose when I was a kid. Um, but the combination of the NFL, NHL's like general fuckery, and the Sharks having been garbage for the past. Five years, maybe longer. I've lost track at this point. It's like, I why? Like, why would I care? The the one thing I actually remember from last season with the Sharks was that James Reimer was a little bitch and wouldn't wear a Pride warm up jersey. Like, congratulations! That is the only thing from your season that I remember. Yeah, uh, Mark Stahl, who I covered with you know when he was on the rangers and he was like a team leader and you know every, a good dude uh i've i've thought about this a bunch over over the years that like people are always like oh hockey players are the nicest and they He's are <laughs> really yeah um but the difference between nice and kind Mm, um, yeah, is yeah. There's a huge difference there. Yeah, that's fair. Hockey, but, uh, super polite and well mannered folks, but yeah. But you just described the whole South. <laughs> uh, my, I don't want to deal with that. My my first thought was Minnesota, where yeah, they will fair. just collectively be plotting your death while smiling and handing you a plate <laughs> of hot dish. <laughs> No, the Enjoy. <laughs> uh, fitting, I suppose. All right. Well, that's all uh, very exciting, and um, really, I've I've brought everybody to a, a screaming halt. Um, so let's uh, let's shift back uh, to something good, and on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, which is uh, freaking socks. Pride night looked awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fun. that looked dope. I was there. Uh, I'm actually wearing the shirt that I got from uh, from Pr- uh, Pride, actually. So excellent. Uh, my, my my boyfriend wasn't able to go with me, so uh, he gave me his ticket. But I had I had already purchased one uh, earlier that day because I had plans to go. So uh, I probably could have asked. Uh, like stadium employees for a second shirt, but as a as a bisexual woman asking uh, for a sh- an extra shirt for my straight boyfriend, I, 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 I definitely <laughs> felt awkward. So I got my shirt. I, I left the stadium and then I walked back in. No one batted an eye though. Um, I mean, everyone <laughs> understood what I was doing. They're like, "Oh, she wants an extra shirt uh, and is playing by the rules because." I am uh, very shy and won't ask anyone for anything. Uh, but uh, yeah, now um, uh, we're, we're shirt brothers now. So uh, we're, we're going to be able to uh, walk together hand in hand, being prideful. Um, I love it. Yeah. The cool thing about this uh, shirt is that it, it is designed by a local queer uh, Chicago artist, uh, Sandra nice. uh, Anton Georgie, I believe her name is. Um I, I, don't, I don't know if I said that right. Um, it's shameful because I, as an Italian person, I should be able to pronounce that name, but no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I appreciated Shirt Brothers. 
Uh, as a brief aside, I want to know how long it takes until the Orioles have like a Shirt Brothers road trip. Oh my goodness! Yes, it's it's happening, right? Like it's got to happen. I feel like there's no way. They, it's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy, and I have faith that Ali Rochman has forced um, the rest of that team to watch. I think you should leave already. Yeah, it's it's absolutely low hanging fruit, and I'm sure like Adley right. would absolutely jump on that. Um, the, the the Cubs are actually having an I think you should leave theme night next weekend. Oh, is there a giveaway? <laughs> there sure is. Yeah, it's it's basically a Dan Flash's patent pattern shirt with tiny Cubs logos all over it. And oh, that's so good. It really is. It really is. And, you know, not going to lie. I mean, as, as a White Sox fan, I, I still want one. Uh, does it have Cubs logo? <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll still fight over one. I, I mean, I'll tell anyone that I paid like upwards of $1,500 for it because I just want it so bad. <laughs> You're going to use your meal money on it. Mm-hmm. My entire per diem is going to go towards it for this game. Uh, so I actually was curious as to the, uh, what the connection was between the Cubs and I think you should leave. And Tim Robinson is apparently um, a Second City alum, which I did not know. Oh, uh, so he actually has one of the shorts uh, has him on uh, the 151 bus, uh, which is the Sheridan bus that uh, travels alongside the lake, uh, and. Uh, I, I won't talk about the skit too much. He's basically on the phone with his girlfriend pretending to break up with her. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, it was definitely one of the formative Tim Robinson skits. Amazing. How is the bus in Chicago? Never ridden it. Uh, it's awful. It's fine. It's uh, not been on time since the pandemic really we have ghost buses oh. now where it's like, <laughs> it's going to show up. It's going to show up. It's going to show up. And then it never shows up. Oh, and you're like, oh. We have ghost trains <laughs> here. So I, I'm glad that that's a theme, apparently. Yeah. 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 There's like a CTA action group. They mostly focus on the train, but they also sometimes will bring up bus stuff. Bus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Talking butt stuff. Very I love butt stuff. Butt stuff is great. <laughs> Playing with my bus. Uh, but okay. Speaking of the White Sox, though, vaguely related, um, Lucas Chilito was on Chris Rose's podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, delightful human, as always. I don't love Chris Rose, but I will always watch when Lucas Chilito is on Chris Rose's show because they're a fantastic. Um, Fantastic interviews, and he was talking about how he plays MLB the show to like run scouting reports and stuff. And he just adorably walked into so when I'm playing with myself and noticed it as it came out of its mouth, <laughs> and then just was like, oh. and then had to stop and like rephrase it. And it was just, it was so perfect. Because it was so unintentional and he walked into it so pure of heart and then immediately realized what he said. Oh, Lucas. Oh, you sweet summer child. He he is just the most adorable. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I did not see that episode, uh, but I can just picture his face falling as soon as he catches it. 
he's yep. yeah yeah <laughs> it's it was very funny that's pretty great oh oh there was one extra note that i wanted to add about white Sox pride uh so oh. i i was treated to a fantastic show by none other than the mascot southpaw uh, southpaw appeared in the oh my goodness that i was sitting in and was wearing a very like provocative uh, just outfit. He, he had like a mesh rainbow vest on. <laughs> he was sexy as <laughs> fuck, is what he was. Southpaw was bringing it for Brian. Oh, a, a, a Southpaw was serving Henny. Like 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 Southpaw was absolutely <laughs> just serving all sorts of yes. Yeah, so, so he, he, he was wearing white <sighs> pants with these tassels. And uh, pink and blue uh, pinwheels down the side. So, you know, he, he is a trans ally. We, we, we love that. So Love that for him. Love that for him. Uh, but yeah, he was absolutely just serving, just like posing for the crowd, uh, just voguing. I, I took some photos and it, it was absolutely glorious. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing else happened in the game. Uh, that that that's really you know the only thing that did happen was Southpaw. No baseball was played. Um, I mean, we did get a great uh, pitching performance from Tuki Toussaint, um, who is about to launch Mike Clevenger single handedly into the sun. So th- uh, thanks to him for that. Love that. But but other than that, uh, yeah, it was a great night. Ooh, somebody just got a speeding ticket. I'm I'm parked like right in front of I'm I'm doing the show from my car and uh I'm parked right in front of the uh the the speeding ticket camera and it just flashed so <laughs> that was very exciting. Uh, uh, I have this question about Southpaw. Um uh, I understand that the you know Southpaw's pronouns are he him. Um how how realistic is it that we start seeing like uh like I feel like if Gritty had come along five years later than he did, uh Gritty might just be and might might be it they or it them <laughs> or they. So, like yeah. It, gritty really does feel like it feels wrong yeah. that gritty is gendered at all, um, and I feel like yeah. mascots can be a ground for this. And maybe um, after the after what Southpaw was serving, um, maybe Southpaw, uh, you know, doesn't need to be a he him. Maybe Southpaw is a he they or a they them. I could definitely I like both Southpaw like, and Gritty are very just gender fluid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Southpaw yeah. as a as a he they like he, like he definitely just kind of like straddles that you know mask non binary identity. Um, I think really the only the like the human mascots or the baseball head mascots i think well i mean the baseballs we've talked about this they're baseball all the way down so <laughs> god uh, that's <laughs> its own thing um, oh, god. <laughs> <sighs> but, all right 
I lost you. I lost my train of thought after it. <laughs> the mascots are are you know? Oh, the 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 ma- Who is checking the genitals of these mascots? Oh I think Ron DeSantis. I was going to say the people who are wanting to inspect the genitals of children at track contests. Like, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Because what comes to mind immediately is that picture of Clark the Cub with the huge... <laughs> the oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I have repressed that image for so long. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. In- somebody, somebody checked Clark's undercarriage. <laughs> That's real. I don't want to know um, what is in Southpaw's pants, unless it is Southpaw's choice, and we are both in a consensual situation. Um, Okay, so, but the other thing is that... Maybe maybe even romantic. Could be romantic situation, Jesse. The the other thing, though, is there are just a lot of... Romantic or not. Yeah. But there are just a lot of mascots with not, who don't have pants anyway. That's a problem. Like there's a there's a lot of or there's a it? lot of pantsless anthropomorphic animals wandering around out there. Um, yeah, I, I I wonder why they no pants, but they have shirts. No, no pants, but shirts. That? Why is that a thing? It's weird, and especially because so many of them have like accessories and stuff too. Like <laughs> Lucille has like sunglasses and a hat and a World Series ring and a jersey, but no pants. Shoes, but no pants. Hmm. I, I actually have a very interesting theory about Lucille. So uh, Lucille as a seal top, but like he, legs, like, essentially like a human. But uh, right, a, a right. Genitals, I would guess, are on its tail. So if Lucille does not have a tail, it is is this a seal eunuch situation or that? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm getting at. I, 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 I yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's a valid question. That's a valid question. Or do, do the legs imply human genitals and it's kind of a well, minotaur horror show situation? But it doesn't wear pants, so if it did, we would know. <laughs> All right, I, I'm, I'm currently Googling the wildest thing I've Googled in a while. <laughs> Seal genitalia. <laughs> let's, get, let's get weird with it. I mean, I'm excited. Could, I mean, <laughs> I don't know enough about about the specifics of preparing for drag, but there's got to be a way to like that. You know, there's a tuck and tape, and a you know a. a... But you would see the tape. Tuck and tape only works if you're wearing something over it. There's no pants. Maybe she like. Maybe she has like skin colored yeah. like tights or. Yes, that's what I'm. I'm trying to get at here. L- Lou is wearing uh, a gray fur thong. Lucille. I mean, gotta gotta make it work. But where does the back of the thong go? <laughs> that's a very <gasps> good question. <laughs> this has got a very weird place. what we do it's what we do together also just commercially i think that the mascots would be a really good chance to um 
reach out to the asexual community with representation. <laughs> there you go. A lot of these mascots should be canonically asexual. I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I am working on a um, fanfic with the mascots, primarily so around Matt and Rosie and a few others. I'm not going to share everybody, but um, Amazing. and I are we're working on a, a fanfic, and we've we've mapped out, you know, what these people are like. Mr. Redlings and Bernie are together, and they're like libertarians, <laughs> and. Like so, we're we're, that tracks, we're trying to tracks. Yeah. yeah, we're putting the, these things together, um, and this just all stemmed off Mrs. Met being at South Paul's birthday. Oh yes, Escandalo. Oh, Met was indeed at South Paul's birthday, and Mr. Met was nowhere to be found. Just swirling the rumors that they've been hooking up. Mr. Met was not invited. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is it like a? Like a poly thing or like an open relationship thing? I mean, it's okay if you don't want to. I mean, there are a lot of moving pieces. Some people are just together. I mean, it's just the story of a few different um, relationships or hookups. Situationship. That's so romantic. (laughs) Situationships with anthropomorphic baseballs. (laughs) I love it. Really... The kind of rom-com that we all need, I think. I think, obviously, the young mascots, it's got to be. It's true. It's true. I don't want to pigeonhole them. Yeah, Mr. Redlegs. Mr. Redlegs is a little creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm okay with Mr. Redlegs, but Mr. Redlegs is, I don't know. I could go on about Mr. Redlegs, but um, Mr. Red, the, the, the little running... Um, kind of like Calvin um, character that they had in the 80s. Um, that guy had some weird vibes <laughs> as well. And I feel like they overshadowed and underrated by how creepy train robber meth head um, Mr. <laughs> Redmond did. <laughs> Oh. So. This conversation sure. just makes me feel like the crazy crab got a bad rap. <laughs> that that crab didn't hurt anybody. Loves that crazy that crab. Crazy crab. It, just a crab, yes. man. It was just a crab. That crab didn't do anything. You didn't need to beat up that crab. They really did. Like, Philly fans get all the shit for, like, you know, throwing snowballs and stuff. Um, but, like, lots of places throw snowballs. Boomy Santa Claus, whatever. Throwing batteries. J.D. Drew can take it. Well, the crab didn't do anything. <laughs> crab didn't... Look, we were, we were angry so cool. and hardened by being at Candlestick at that point. Also, fun yeah. fact, Bruce Bochy was involved in that. During... During his as days a as a pa- as, during his days as a padre, he got into it with the crazy crab. <laughs> Which I dang, we picked the we picked the wrong manager for this. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I want a man that fights crabs. I I love Bruce Bochy so much. He's just such a such a weird, grumpy old man who I just adore. Crystal, is that the Orioles City Connect hat? It is. 
Yes. Thank you. It's very it's cool. I do. Oh, that's cool. I got one of the t-shirts because I've been wanting an Adley Rutschman t-shirt for like a year and they don't exist. Um, and the t-shirts are, they're nice, but they don't have any of the like lining, mm-hmm. like that detail, obviously, because it's just a t-shirt. And I'm like a little bummed about that. But I couldn't justify owning a Baltimore Orioles jersey. <laughs> oh, I have an Adley Rutschman jersey and this hat. That's about as far as I go. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's that's about the line. Seeing Adley with Joan Jett um, pretty well was like okay. I, I guess I'm on board with the Orioles now. Um, we had a lovely time at Camden Yards last fall. Um, I do love Camden, and now that and that wasn't even in Baltimore. Like she showed up, like because I was like. Uh, she was went to the trop. Joan Jett went to the fucking trop. That's that's commitment right there. Yeah. I haven't been to the trop. <laughs> I've been outside. It looks weird. Yeah, I've only seen the outside when I was visiting family, and it does indeed look very weird. And the funny thing is that because of because it's in the you know greater Tampa area. For those of you who aren't familiar with the history of uh, the Central Gulf Coast, uh, there's a lot of remnants of circus-like infrastructure in the area because uh, I'm not. I'm being absolutely 100 serious. The many many moons ago, back in like the 20s, the Ringling Brothers wintered. There's the circus, all the animals and everything in Sarasota, which is only about 20 minutes from Tampa. So there's like a lot of sort of remnant, like practice grounds and like facilities and stuff that a lot of them have been repurposed for stuff. But there was like the circus was like big business in the area for a long time. Legacy. I had no idea where that was going. Yeah. Circus there's a big. Yes, circus infrastructure. The the end result being that uh, I just always I just always think that the trap looks like it should have a circus in it from the outside, which is just particularly particularly yeah. funny given given the region. There's probably clown bones. Oh, there in the there probably are. It would explain a lot. Yeah. I will say though, nobody no wants clown bones. Uh, I do one of the great things that the Ringling family did leave to the area, though, is that their house is like a museum public attraction now, and they have this huge art museum um, that is the collection that they put together, like traveling to Europe and stuff at the beginning of the 20th century, and it's a very nice museum and a very nice house, and my great, 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 I don't remember how many greats, uncle uh, was a tile setter for their house back many moons ago. What was what? He was a tile setter for. There's a lot of mosaics and stuff in the house because it's very like Mediterranean style. Um, and he he was a tile setter and and built some of the mosaics. Huh. Well, that is very cool. Also, that part of Florida was a deeply weird area at the in the early part of the 20th century, which is how the circus ended up there. Unlike now, when it's become just the 
the most vanilla and boring place that you could possibly think to go. Uh, yeah, to- totally normal. No- nothing weird happening there. Uh, I can only imagine. I haven't been there in, in several years. I haven't been anywhere in several years now, and I'm, I'm jealous uh, and also yet excited that Janice is coming to New York City, um, which is why uh, we have our game tonight. It is also, as we record this, NBA draft night, so we are having ourselves... A little draft. It's going to be three rounds. Um, is coming to New York and asked me to um, yeah, ask me for food recommendations at City Field when yeah. she comes to see the Mets. And I, I was kind of flummoxed because there's a lot of options. I feel like you know, there's you know, stuff you you kind of can't go wrong, but also the ceiling isn't maybe as high as people think. But like she, she asked, "What's the can't miss?" And I, I'm not sure. Um, I thought to myself, uh, burgers are good. And then I, it was like the, the, um, the, the, the fried dough balls you can get with Nutella or, uh, with meat or with, uh, like peas and cheese. Um, the orange, very good. Yes. Arancini brothers. Um, delicious. Can't go wrong with a fried uh, carb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the desserts are fantastic. A, a Dole Whip is there. I'm giving away my draft board here a little bit. Not really. Um, I shouldn't have said Dole Whip. That was definitely on my draft board. Nobody take Dole Whip <laughs> uh, in this draft. Um, I'll just sing its praises now. Dole Whip, freaking amazing. Um, especially after you've eaten like a big, beefy whatever. You don't want to put the full helmet full of ice cream in your belly so you get a, a little sorbet mixed with the ice cream it's it's great it's fantastic it's a revelation of a uh, ballpark dessert um and the, the fact that you can get dole whip not just at disneyland now is spectacular you can apparently just like buy it in the grocery store now i saw that recently finally oh. i'm like amazing I'm going to just, uh, I usually take the last pick when I run these. I'm just going to make that, uh, that I have taken the first pick in this draft. Uh, the only <laughs> rules are, um, you just need to say, uh, you, you need two foods and a drink. Um, and, uh, two foods going, and a drink. Okay. Or, well, let's say, yeah, two foods and a drink. Um. All right, I have taken the City Field Dole Whip uh, at number one overall. Uh, we will go to Keelan, number two. We'll go uh, clockwise and snakewise. Ah, uh, so we can't have any overlap, right? That's right. But you like if if you somebody said no. if somebody took a hot dog at one ballpark, somebody could take a hot dog from a different ballpark. That is reasonable here okay i will pick this one because it's not a white Sox thing even though i have my favorites there um i like not because it's necessarily good but because (laughs) it's funny the national coney at the tiger stadium because one time i was having it and i also ordered pie and (laughs) No, no, sorry. It wasn't me having a pie. This is what makes it weirder. There was a, a stranger that was eating oh pies in there. 
And he was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Do you want some? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I ate pie from this strange man <laughs> that we were eating at National Coney. So it has a special place in my heart because of I, that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I was, uh, that was like 20, spring 2019. Amazing. So, you know, got in good. Got that out of my system before. <laughs> Before the right, big before no hit. one would do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, that was it. That was a year ago. And wow, how far we've fallen. All right. At, num- so that's at my, number two, that's Keelan has selected Pie from a Stranger, National Coney, <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> Coney, <laughs> Coney National. Brit, uh, mm. you are on the clock, and the clock is at zero. Oh, all right. Um, I I am going to go as as much as this is a cliche. I am going to go with the crazy crab sandwich from AT and T. A call. Um, I I can't get out of the habit of calling it AT and T. It was too long. Um, yeah, it is. It's like twenty three dollars or something now, which is just criminal. Um, but also they can catch like three crabs a year now because of global warming so i can't really (laughs) can't really get too bad about the prices but there is just something uh deeply perfect about crab salad on garlic bread i'm never going to be mad at that i don't think that i could take the garlic fries from san francisco but um garlic bread there that is uh shout out to gilroy Forever. Yeah, uh, shout out to world. Gilroy. We all love that. And uh, Crystal, you, you've got the next pick. Okay. I am going to take pierogies from PNC. Oh, they are very good. They're very good. I, I you know, I've, my, I have a lot of family from Pittsburgh, but we, I don't really ever travel there. And I went there a couple of summers ago couple of summers ago it was like five years ago now um and was just delightfully pleasantly surprised at like how good the food was and like how nice the city is and we had like a lovely lovely time i really would like to go there on a road trip again soon uh last but not least here in the first round uh we've we've given some suggestions. The point of this is to uh, inspire Janice to food greatness on her trip to New York, which she will not find at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> um, that is a fact. You just uh, yeah, go to a bodega, get a chopped cheese nearby. Uh, Janice, you have the next pick. I uh, hmm. I'm going to take this off the board immediately. So this is an item that you can get uh, at two parks in the great state of Pennsylvania. You can get it at PNC or Citizens Bank. I'm going with the crab fries. Mm. They are very good. Uh, yes, yes. To, to see them in both Pittsburgh and Philly was was definitely a wonderful experience. Um, I, I had them both times. And just that, it, it's amazing. Just I, I just eat them raw. No dip and sauce, just, you know, just eat them straight out of the, uh, out of the large, comical, comically large pot. <laughs> they 
also they have those in Trenton as well. The uh, the crab fries. Oh, are, are they? Uh, I, I don't know. I've never been. So spreading. <laughs> spreading. Like to see that. And I imagine I I have. Well, I went to Baltimore last year, so I don't I don't remember having it. Um, I imagine Baltimore has some kind of uh, crab as well. But crab. Uh, Baltimore going does two have of crab the top fries. Five picks. <laughs> okay. Uh, so two of the top five picks, Crab, two of the top five picks, Pittsburgh. Um, Janice, you are back uh, for the start of the second round. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is the uh, the last round the beverage round, or is are we, are we still doing food? Or- you can you can take the beverage whenever you want. Okay. I, I was not thinking about a beverage, uh, but... The next thing I will pick, uh, so at Target Field, uh, they have um, a really fantastic menu in the club level that's different from the rest of the stadium. And uh, they have a neat little pop-up uh, that they, they, they typically rotate different cuisines out. Uh, and it's all very just uh, off-the-wall avant-garde type things. So I'm going to take the the duck poutine that they serve just at club Ooh. level. Uh, at, at Target Field, it, it was fantastic. Damn, just very good. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I know. Clearly, I, I, when I was at Target starchy. Field, I should have sat in club level. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely starchy. I have a lot of fries, so if you like potatoes, <laughs> join my team. <laughs> yeah, i I gotta get to. Uh... I gotta get to Target Field because I for they got this. They got the the meat on a stick. They do. Um, the Metrodome food was from they. I think that when they built the Metrodome, they just filled it with food, and then <laughs> they used all the food, and then they needed to build a new stadium after that. I'm pretty sure that's how the Metrodome worked, and I went there um, the last year of the Metrodome. Um, it was disgusting. Uh, Crystal, you are you are back on the clock. I am going to go with a beverage, just so nobody else takes it. But the White Sox have a churro milkshake. Oh, so dreamy and delicious! And it has like this giant, like this churro was like from my head to probably like my stomach. It was so big. Um. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Chef's kiss. I love a comical uh, sized milkshake. Yeah. Not so into the cake topped milkshakes, though. No, I, they're just unwieldy, I feel like. Yeah. And wet cake is also not like a good experience. <laughs> oh, God. Wet cake. <laughs> yeah, just, just saying it is like, oh no. Wet cake. The story of the 2023 <laughs> Chicago White Sox. <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. Oh. Show Jake Berger walking in the rain. <laughs> anyway, Britt, uh, you're up next. <laughs> Oh god. Um Okay, I'm gonna go I'm in an inadvertently going to end up picking all of them from my home park and it's not I just can't help myself. Um the Ghirardelli Hot Fudge Sunday 
from my my dear local stomping grounds. Um, because it is almost always so goddamn cold, the the <laughs> the hot French Sunday becomes something of a treat because I can only like bring myself to eat it at every like six games that I go to because it is normally if I go to a night game, I'm freezing my ass off inevitably. Like does not matter what time of year. So it has to be a day to, a day game when it's sunny. <laughs> That's my window. That Sunday is life changing. It's a life changing Sunday. The thing um, I appreciate about it is that it is it is like the it is it is the er hot fudge Sunday. Like it is so uncomplicated. It is just a hot mm-hmm. fudge Sunday. It's like. There's not a bunch of extra stuff. It is just, this is what happens when you put four ingredients together and they're all really good. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I, I've had, I've like gone out of my way um, on on a trip to San Diego, like go to the Ghirardelli um, pl- place that they have in downtown San Diego um, just to have that Sunday again. Um, I cannot wait to return to San Francisco to enjoy it again. Um, that is a phenomenal pick. I love it. Um, I I backed myself into a corner with Dole Whip at number one. So, <laughs> well, well done and well played. Uh, and uh, Keelan, it is it is your pick. It is my pick. I'm gonna go. Uh, with the Astros, which pains me to say, I'm gonna go with their. Uh, they have chorizo, not not fries. Ooh. Sorry, um, because I was thinking, I was like, I know there's like, we got a fry na- nacho category, and I feel like it it can be very dangerous to like work with that. You can get too crazy yeah. very easily, but also traditional is boring. And I think those are the only ones I've had that I'm like, well, these are pretty good, but they're also different. So, yeah, chorizo's good. One of my go-to orders at one of my local Mexican places is uh, chorizo. I want to say carne asada fries are clearly not carne asada fries anymore, but with chorizo instead of steak, and they're amazing. Yeah. Really good. Oh, yeah, me yeah. You'll pay. You know, you'll pay for it. You like expect. it's not going to be a pleasant experience, but yeah, exactly. It's worth it. Exactly. It's worth it. I uh, I was the last time I was at an Astros game. I got um, this was I think before me too. Uh, there I got their mascot got. Oh away. my god! Oh no! The, the weird alien thing. Yeah. Orbit. There you go. I couldn't remember its name. Yeah, yeah. I always get it mixed up with like blooper and the the Phillies one. I'm just like I don't remember its name, but it uh uh like oh helped against me. <laughs> like bounced its belly against me. What? I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> Please stop <God>. watching me. <laughs> this is why. And that's how my first child was born. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, here's a subplot for your story. I need to write that down. (laughs) Love is complicated. Add Keelan into this mix. 
<laughs> please take my please feel free to use it. Elon I won't ask for, it. for any rights. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't even remember his name. <laughs> I mean I've been with some people I didn't remember their names. I mean look. <laughs> we've all been there. You gotta you gotta right. pick and choose, you know. Memory some memories in, some out. But I'll never forget <laughs> that night. Day. Oh, <laughs> out of this world. Oh, oh. that's perfect. Thing. Well that's really done. Good. Well done. Yeah. I love that. Uh. Writing that down right now. <laughs> I am on the clock uh for two picks that I'm I'm gonna take. Um well, after that, I I could use a drink, um, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna offend some people here. I'm gonna go with a, a nice old style beer uh, in a paper cup at Wrigley Field. Wow, classic! It, is just, it is. Yeah, I, I, it I love feels it. like something that I like. So, yeah. I, I pleasant and uh, it's old style. It's just the classic and entry level like ballpark experience and universal, universal. I want to say too. Right. I I feel as if if you drink and you at least attend a Cubs game or a White Sox game, you you, you can get old style at a White Sox game. Um, like old style is essentially just, you know, your bottom of the barrel, just like scrum beer that you drink for the sake of drinking at a game. Right. <laughs> and I feel like that is what I want out of beer at a baseball game. I, I don't want to appreciate the hops. Um, <laughs> right. That is, there is a time and a place for that. And that is not it. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, let's go on a brewery tour. I'll have a lovely time. We'll have a nice day. We're at a baseball game. I, I want um, something that is kind of close to water in flavor. Just I'm thirsty because I'm eating salty shit. Um, and I feel like now I've talked myself into something salty. Um for my, my third round pick, third and final pick here. Um, but now nah, I'm going to go with the lobster roll at Fenway. Whoa. Wow. Uh, that brings us back to Keelan. I have questions about the lobster roll. Is it like, I, I don't know. I always am questioning like lobster that is served at ballparks. Sure. What is it? Can you tell me, can you tell me about it's, this? Uh, Need to know more. It's uh, lobster meat uh, with butter on on one of All them right. them rolls. Uh, those New England them rolls. Those New England the, the hot split dog top, rolls. That, the split top that, rolls. That, have the the fake sides that are really lobster roll rolls but they put those nasty ass fenway franks in them it's a waste of time uh the lobster roll is the place to be so uh that is where i am going all right sounds good sounds good 
Um, I feel like like your old style one. This is maybe doesn't count. I'm not sure. I really liked at Target Field that um, what is it called? Uh, Gate 34 area, and they have like the okay, cool. That is what it's called. They have the like. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what it's called. It's a thing, and they have like um. It's just nice. One, they have like a sitting area that's it's fake grass, but it's just like people can hang out there and they usually have like a picture taking thing. But they have some uh, taps over there that are all like, for the most part, I think local breweries. Um, And even though there's a lot of other options in the park, I always find myself going back there just because they have so many options and you can really try like a host of different uh, local minnesota beers and i appreciate that about traveling so yes that'll be my recommendation for this one local beer gate 34 minnesota come on down you are joining chorizo fries from houston and pie from a stranger at national coney in detroit uh which is coming i mean let's talk coming along with its teammate um (laughs) that that i will uh also be providing to you uh meatloaf in a helmet from the 2014 playoffs that i think they were testing and i'm not mm. sure if it got on but it that, was definitely there uh mm. in that orioles tiger series in detroit I don't know. putting meat in a helmet honestly is not a great image generally i, I think no helmets no. Are ice cream helmets are it, soft things like like my the mashed <sighs> potatoes also were giving ice cream that made it um oh yeah uh, a little bit weirder it tasted good um if you could look past the fact that it it really felt wrong eating it out of it <laughs> I feel like if you're eating it out of a helmet it's got to be nachos or ice cream there's just other foods don't feel right out of a helmet mhm the yeah. Another transformative ice cream experience for me, and, and I mean that in all kinds of ways, um, was in Chicago at, at a Sox game, um, which was the first time that I encountered the full-size batting helmet full of ice cream. Oh, my God. Um, yep. We have problems. I've had the full-size well, batting helmet that. full of nachos. Yeah, well, Britt, if you would like to pick the full-size batting helmet full of nachos, uh, uh, it is your I will, turn. I will not, but although I don't it, think it, you will. it is an enjoyable experience. Um, so I still need to pick my beverage, so I am going to go with an Anchor Steam while I still can before they get driven into the ground by Sapporo. Oh, I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I cannot believe that they're not going to make Christmas ale, and it's just, I hate them so much. Um, but you can still get anchor steam at the ballpark. So I'm going to go with an anchor steam in, in a bottle, ideally, because really, there's very few places with taps at the park, but anchor steam is designed to be drank in a bottle anyway. So good. I love it. And I am, I'm so, I'm so sad for the rest of the country that apparently doesn't get to drink it anymore. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. So that kind of that does suck. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have to start smuggling it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start smuggling it with me when I travel or something. Apparently, 
<laughs> yes, please. Yeah. All right. Uh, Crystal, uh, you have a food coming up, I believe. Unless the milkshake is churro milkshake is a food. Now, churro milkshake might be your beverage. No, uh, the churro milkshake, kind of a Shoei Otani player here. Uh, you can play this <laughs> how you want in round three. Um, so this was back when I was eating like meat. I really, I don't eat red meat anymore, but the barbecue burger at Kauffman Stadium. Oh, so good. <laughs> like you have to share it because it's massive, but it's like a steak burger, cheese, pulled pork. Oh my God. Onion rings and barbecue sauce. Oh my. And it is delicious but you need you have like you have to share it or you'll die right bring a friend (laughs) bring a friend (laughs) but it was so good like i would go back and consider eating red meat again i might try it yeah uh, myself to stop eating red meat like i was like this is going to be the the, the be all end all i'm going completely vegetarian after this Is the ballpark kind of a neutral zone based on that Metrodome theory from earlier that um, they've got 7 million hot dogs that they have purchased at the beginning of the year and have put in a freezer? Um, They certainly don't. They get one delivery of hot dogs in in March, and that's (laughs) it for the whole year. Uh, That's obviously how that goes. no, but there's, it's, maybe it's a, are you, am I trying to provide a Sam Alito um, defense of eating meat <laughs> at the ballpark? That, well, I do that think meat was going to go uneaten if I right, didn't eat it. Right. I do think it's fair to consider a, a ballpark sort of like an airport in that it is like a, a liminal space where the normal f- <laughs> rules of food no longer apply. Yeah. Water yeah, is $5. Yeah. Right. I need to make a, like, a, like baseball park version of that movie Terminal. Oh, with God, yes. I kicked <laughs> it out of the ballpark. <laughs> oh. All right. That, that, I want... That's how the mascot thing goes down. Or... <laughs> they're, all, they're all trapped in the ballpark. <laughs> The portal to the mascot world. Uh, uh, <laughs> you take us home with, uh, with the final pick in the draft. Oh boy! Uh, so yeah, uh, I've got a very starchy uh, team right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm about to make that worse. Uh, so for my bedroom, uh, I am gonna go um, run to the border and uh, pick something from American Family Field in. Uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, I am going to go with a Wisconsin old fashioned on tap. Ooh. Double shot. Uh, Cause it's, it's a little bit of a pricey cocktail, but I guarantee you, you, you will just need one. You, you, you will not. Need- <laughs> <laughs> gets the job Efficient. done. It, it gets the job done. It, it, it is just a knockout punch. You will not need to get up out of your seat for the rest of the game. What is this? Uh, an old fashioned is a cocktail. Uh, so it's essentially made uh, with either uh, rye, uh, whiskey, or brandy. Uh, it has bitters in it. Uh, it it's, I want to compare it 
kind of like a whiskey sour is probably the, the closest other cocktail I can describe it to. But yeah. it's a very sweet, very strong cocktail. And it's usually topped with an orange slice and a cherry. That yeah, it's like a it's, really bad headache. Is there something that makes a special Wisconsin old fashioned? Uh, it's a tasty beverage. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it was invented in Wisconsin. Uh, so, oh, it's, it's a special cooler. Nor did I. That I makes know that. Sense. <laughs> something super boozy that gives you an enormous headache, but that the people in Wisconsin can shrug <laughs> off because they are a, a different species. They, they, they really are. They really are full of meat. Yeah, Keelan, I think is absolutely correct. They're just full of meat and dairy. So you could put anything yes, else in their system meat. at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, Mr. Mill got to stay out of Wisconsin because he's made a baseball. They might try something. <laughs> <laughs> leather. I was going to say, a baseball's not vegan. Yeah, because it is, it is leather. <laughs> Oh. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, this is <laughs> ominous. <laughs> Do you think cows get mad when they see Mr. Matt or scared? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's like a. It's yeah. made of. <laughs> It's like their version of the lamp shade made of human skin. But like they have to get offended by footballs too, right? Oh God! American Horror Story, Mister Redlegs, (laughs) coming this fall. That is though Ryan Murphy. Get on that. Ryan Murphy, the only man for the job. Every finger as the cow. <laughs> I, I wound up with a doll whip from New York, an old style on a paper cup from Chicago, and a lobster roll from Fenway Park. Keelan has gotten pie from a stranger at National Coney in Detroit and meatloaf from playoffs long ago. Uh, as well as chorizo fries from Houston and a local beer from Gate 34 in Minnesota. Britt picked a crazy crab sandwich from San Francisco, Ghirardelli, hot fudge sundae from San Francisco, and anchor steam in a bottle in San Francisco. She's not wrong. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, <laughs> I, I ended up with the, the local <laughs> prospects when the local prospects are good. Right. Uh, with you there. Uh, Crystal's gone with the Pittsburgh pierogies. Excellent choice. Uh, as well as the churro milkshake, the versatile churro milkshake, and that barbecue burger from Kansas City. And Janice uh, has the Pittsburgh crab fries, the Minnesota duck poutine. Uh, Amazing, amazing pick. And uh, the Wisconsin old-fashioned to close it out, um, and hopefully uh, some ibuprofen uh, in hand. (laughs) And a nap. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Janice definitely ended up with like the swankiest choices, though. Like that's definitely the nicest dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he got right. stuck in an old fashioned heart attack. <laughs> right. 
but worth it. I mean, yeah. if you're going to go, yeah. if you're going to go, do it. I've, I've gone basic as all hell, but uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> and Mine is intimate moments <laughs> with new friends. I love that. <laughs> And the, the next time that you hear us after this, uh, it will be intimate moments with new friends because it'll be uh, just me and Janice live on tape from New York uh, on, a, on a Sunday. Uh, but this is Thursday, but when you're hearing it, it's not Thursday. None of that matters. <laughs> it's all very silly. I'm trying to wrap it up because of the part where I wrap it up. Uh, I will. Uh, there you go.